Hi, this is Ken Scott, and you're listening to Fab Four Free For All. And welcome to uh, yet another edition of the Fab Four Free For All. My name is Rob Leonard, and I am your moderator for today. And joining me, as always, is Anthony Triguardo. Hello there. <laughs> and Mitch Axelrod. <laughs> and Mitch Axelrod. Hello, little girl. <laughs> you, everyone missed the, the, the visual of Tony putting his hands out to the world. He, like, hug me. <laughs> <laughs> Love the world. No. Love the world. No. Too early. Feed the world. Feed the world. Feed the world. And, uh, Feed me, Grandma. The topic of today's show is um, something we've been waiting 19 years for, if you think about it. Sex? And <laughs> what? Sex? Oh, I thought you said text. No. <laughs> I said sex. No, not that, Mitch. Um, we're talking about Live at the BBC Volume 2. On air. On oh, that's right. It's on air. Yeah. Live at the BBC volume. I'm not sure why it has to say on air because all this stuff was on air. The BBC is a a broadcasting corporation, by the way. Well, not maybe a it's implying that they hadn't gotten on anything else yet. It would be another year or so before they were <laughs> on anything else of substance. So they right now they're just air. on air. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. maybe they maybe that's why. And uh, we actually talked a little about this with Kevin Hallett in a previous show, because he has the book about uh, all the recording sessions, and and we highly recommend that book. Uh, But this is the actual next release, and Kevin was part of it, but we're going to look at it today and say to ourselves, could have it been better? It should have been five discs or ten discs or whatever. And at the same time... And I'm going to, when I talk about this, at least for me, I'm trying not to be the Beatle geek on this. Yeah, yeah, no, it's because, I see where you're going. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the way Apple is looking at this. They're not looking at, you know, the, the person who wants all 10 versions of, you know, pick a song that they recorded for the BBC. They're looking for the, the less than Casual hardcore fan. fan. Yeah. Now, so, we, we may want to mention, Rob, or actually, I mean, I, I'm thinking about it. This would be, I mean, it's certainly the first new album of Beatles material since we've been doing this Yeah, since show. we started, yeah. But how long has it been since we've had new Beatles material? Yeah, legally you released. Know. Yes, yeah. legally released. When was it? It was... Love, if you want to look at right. love. Right, That's and which was when? 2006? Yeah, yeah, 2006. So, okay. You know. So, I mean, that's pretty good. It's I mean, been seven years. Yeah, and, and 19 years since 1994. And, and things have changed. And in, in certain ways, the wait of 19 years actually was pretty good because the way to handle tapes today, especially these tapes, and Kevin Hallett said it best, there are no real masters on these tapes because the BBC didn't save anything. And right. Everything has been sort of gathered up since you know, right. in different right. places. So... 19 years ago, the technology to clean some of this stuff up didn't exist. But, on the other hand... 19 years is a long time. And, and, and it, it allows hurt, for more... And it really hurt sales, which yes. we'll get into. Oh, I was yeah. going to say it also created more degradation, because tapes, no matter how well you store them... Yes, but on the positive... Tapes positives, are going to degrade yeah, after do. 19 years. Yes, but years. On, the, on the positive side, we get the, the better technology in terms of 
mastering these, so to speak. Without a doubt. But yeah. we also have had a lot of change in the way people listen to records. Right, how people buy albums, music. How people buy music. Great. Music Better. delivery systems. Yes, yeah. and, you, and that really, really hurt this album, but we'll get into that. And so. we should say we're only covering Volume 2. We're not covering Live at the BBC, right. which is a whole nother show, which we've actually never done yet. Right, we should. And we should say, though, that Live at the BBC was remastered and, in many cases, improved on with uh, certain versions of songs. Absolutely. And also... Re-edited. Re-edited. There's no overlaps anymore. And that's probably because, you know, everything's on iTunes, and you can't have overlapping songs on iTunes. Right. So. I think that was part of it. So we're going to talk about Live at the BBC, Volume 1, if you want to call it, even though it's just Live at the BBC, on another show. But this, yeah. we're going to talk about Volume 2 for today's show, since it's brand new and people are wondering what's going on with it. I was um, very impressed, for the most part, with this record. Well, we should say it came out on November 11th. It came out on November 11, 2013. Around the world. Around the world. Because uh, it just happened to be in the U.S., it happened to be a holiday on Tuesday the, the 12th. Right. So I think they they had the opportunity to do a simultaneous around the world release, right. which they haven't done before in a while. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so November 11th uh, also gave it an extra day of sales. Right. I guess you were impressed. My initial reaction was meh, <laughs> but I don't say that in a bad way. I agree. I know. Initial. What I know what you're saying. I know what yeah, you're and saying. And we'll get into it. Initially, I, I was like meh after I heard it. It's definitely grown on me a lot. And I, I mean, I, I like a lot of it. Uh, and, you know, we'll get into a bunch of the, you know, overlapping songs and, and what's on it, what's not on it. But uh, when, and we're not going to go track by track because there's no need to no, really on no. this. We could talk the tr what the tracks are, but. But at the, at the same time, there's a lot more songs that were commercially released but never done live. Yes. Except Correct. for the yeah. BBC. And it's interesting to hear them. Live because we always think of Please Please Me as a live album, basically. Well, and some of them, it's not necessarily that they weren't done live by the Beatles, just that we have no other live before an audience preservation of them. I mean, even you know things like Keep Your Hands Off My Baby, uh, which is on the first volume, right. that was done frequently by the Beatles as part of the live set, but we've we have never had a live in front of an audience. A legitimate audience. Version table, of yeah. it, yeah. So, so you know, here was... Well, even, I mean, but, it, but that's a rarity in itself because that was never put on a Beatle album. But yes. like Rob said, right. uh, yeah. things like Misery, right. which is now we get that right. live, which right. is really cool. Right. Stuff no, like no, that. Yeah. No piano on it, too. And, and right. You, yes. It's, it's almost, it's like, here are the songs they brought to George Martin, and then you think about what George Martin added to it. like The embellishments. Yeah. and, and Oh, absolutely. It, it's interesting yeah. how that... You know, you're thinking of that, and you maybe hadn't thought about that because you're so used to hearing it with the piano. But didn't Kevin say to us, if I'm not mistaken, that the reason they didn't do even the Hard Day's Night when they, you know, they edited in the well, release? Because George Martin was late. George Martin was supposed to have been at the studio. Oh, I thought he said that it. there was no piano in the studio. No, George George Martin was supposed to yeah. have come in to play it. But you know what? And the thing about that I always thought was, you know, they did the song live. And you know, yeah, George, that's George was able to play a guitar solo on it. Right. I never understood why they edited it in. Yeah, that was really bizarre. Yeah. I mean, because they did it again, right? And he did the guitar solo, right? Well, we've we've talked on a number of shows. And we talked with uh, Alan Cozen about it. Right. We talked with Kevin Howland about it. The idea that, and Mark Lewison pointed out, the Beatles so quickly adapted to the studio. Uh, the idea of George Martin saying, "Well, we don't have to." 
take a photograph. You know, we right. can we can paint an oral picture here and do something different. And I think, in my opinion, it's great to hear the adaptations of the songs that were on studio albums and they're, that are done differently or more raw here, because it's kind of the Beatles. Not that the albums aren't pure. You know, this is the Beatles' pure vision of how they would have been. Let's face it. For the most part, these are how the songs might have sounded had there not been a George Martin in their life. Good point. You know, had had they gotten signed to Decca, right? Where they, they we assume that they don't get a producer like George Martin who right. who can do great arrangements, sure. and, and play, play piano too, and he, play. Yeah, yeah. you too. know, if there was no visionary to help them uh, realize something new and unique in the studio, maybe this is what a lot of the songs would have sounded like. Yeah. Nothing wrong, and there's nothing wrong with it, which is what's cool. You know, you you realize there's a purity to the songs mm, that just make them s- just so exceptional. You know? I agree with that. It's, it's it's interesting how when you do the comparison, not not for sound quality, but just in performance and yeah. how a song gets made. Yeah, and just the yeah, little things. That, you know, in the beginning that George Martin did, sure, and helped it out tremendously. Yeah, you know, my initial reaction to this, like I said, was meh, and mine too. And the only reason well, I, by say the way, that, uh, translate meh for the world. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's, all right. it's not fa. No, <laughs> you mean fa. 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 I'm sorry, fa. I was fa. about to say you're thinking fa is the king. The king of, of, that's right. Yeah. Fa. And, that's right. We, and then we can't just, we can't go into that. He is the fa. Although right. sometimes I think they were king of fa. With us, with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, think about it. The people at Apple, and, and we, there's a new regime for this album, because Jeff Jones is involved in this one, right. whereas Neil Aspinall was involved with the first one. I don't think Apple thought there would be more than the first one. Which, Which is, is why they called believe. it live at the I BBC, not yeah. volume one. Right, right. Well, Neil was, I think, f- with all due respect to the late Neil Aspinall, I think Neil was far more conservative than Jeff. Absolutely, is. and I think Jeff, rightfully so, Jeff Jeffrey Jones, who yeah. runs Apple at this point, and we uh, should say ran Legacy for Sony, Epic, Sony. and yeah, we Sony. all remember the great Legacy series. products that came Sony out, Legacy sure. series of the nineties and, and before. But but I think Jeff is is listening a little more. I Probably, I mean, awareness. we don't know that for sure, but I think yeah. I think he is. I think so too. Um, but also, don't forget. You, there's so much to be released, and I don't know what their plan is because certainly there's a an anniversary coming up in the new year. Yeah. At the time of this, you know, recording, we're late 2013. But I think, you know, unless we know his plan, we can't say he's listening or not. I mean, right. it might be like scraping the bottom bottom of the barrel. Also for the Beatles, we don't well, know. But Hang they, on. Th- we don't know. But as I was going, my point. There was no volume one written on the first one. So they didn't, I don't think they had a plan of volume two. So they used the best stuff on volume one. What was best then? What was best then? Right. And I mean, performance wise. Right. Because on this CD, there is not one song, and I'm not saying there's not good songs because we'll get into some really awesome versions of songs, but there's nothing that grabs you like, oh my soul. Or even Lonesome Tears on My Lonesome Eyes. T- don't ever Lonesome change. Tears, Clarabella. I, I just don't understand. Right. There's nothing. Hippie, hippie soldier shake. of Love. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing on here that you go, yay. I mean, that's so cool. I mean, there's a lot of revelations. Well, but, but then again, Wait, hold there's it. There's a lot of. There's nothing as rocking. That's true, but think about it. This is a is more it, mellow. Is it partly because as. 
hardcore fans, we have all four editions of no. the bootlegs yes that have come no. out. Yes well, and starting no, with but, the Great Dane box. Well, but, yeah, I'll get to that. Well, yeah, but, know? And we will get to that point. But if you think about it, there's even if you, if again, the casual fan, if you got the volume one or you're live at the BBC and you're listening and you just hear the absolute ferocity of things like Oh My Soul and Lonesome Tears of My Eye, all that good stuff. There's nothing so ferocious on this album. Nothing. It's a more mellow version of BBC stuff on here. There's nothing on here that you just go, oh my God. I mean, I'm not saying in terms of revelation, like, like there's a place live and all that. I'm talking about the just balls to the wall, you know, rock and roll that just gets you on this, well, like, like the first volume. I agree. Well, I think it's hard because um, if you look at the fact that in the 19 years since the first volume, obviously the fan base, the young fan base has grown. Yes. And I think the catch is if you go to Amazon or you go to any point where you're reading reviews of the two volumes, what ends up happening is by default, someone's going to probably buy volume one. The reviews are stronger. Yes. People are still... They're very excited about the remaster. People who were familiar with the album well, the are writing glowing reviews about the restructuring and the remastering. So someone who's casually going out to go buy a disc for the young fan, maybe they're going to grab the, you know, if you bought this, you'll also like this on Amazon, or they're going to buy the combined set. The slipcase. The yeah. slipcase right. of the two, which which is awesome. And, you know, oh, yeah, for a young fan, that. exactly. If I were a young fan, I, I you know, you, you wet yourself over the, the two volumes together. It's wonderful. But I think, still given the choice of buying one or the other, the very casual fan is going to go still buy the first one. I'm uh, not so sure about that. You know why? Why? Think Black about and it. white versus color. Are you talking no. about rebuying or buying? Buying. Okay, because for the first time, because the first one really probably should be rebought. If yes, but, oh, absolutely. But, but think about it. You're a young fan. You don't know about Elvis, Everly Brothers, all those people. All right. You're a young. Casual Beatle, casual Beatle fan. But you have you have the hits though. Yeah, but you know you have, what? They're, but they're telling yeah. you it's live at the BBC. But th- just familiarity. If you look at the first one, you see, oh my soul, I just don't understand. You're going, I don't know those. No, people. but wait, wait, wait. Yeah, just hear me out. Uh, my my perspective. Yeah. But when you look at the back of this one, and you see, I want to hold your hand. I feel fine, and I love her. If I fell, there's a place. Ask me why. Much well, more recognizable tracks. Much more tracks. recognizable right. tracks. So in that and respect. it does say live at the BBC, so you know they're not the album version. Right. So you may buy it just to hear the Beatles live. So in that respect, it kind of is smart marketing yes. for this one. Yeah, yes. Later. See, to me, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go and I'm I'm buying an Elton John album for a kid who I know likes Elton John. I'm not going to buy something that has the same songs as Greatest Hits well, 1 and 2. I'm not going to buy... I'm know, not talking about... I'm, I'm not talking about a, a gift. An album they've never heard. I'm not talking about a gift. Oh, I'm talking about a gift. Well, I'm not, I'm because about I'm talking a about a guy someone. or a kid or, or a girl or a guy going into a store and picking this up. If I'm buying as a gift, I want to shed light on a different part of the Beatles, so I'll go and get Volume, volume 1, one. to give someone. About. But if I am a, a casual fan going, oh, look at yeah, the Beatles, I might buy this one first because of familiarity of songs. But look at when these were remastered and re-released right at the beginning of the holiday season. That's my point. Yes. These but, are well, then there's the a reason why you release but for the, the holiday here, here's, season. Here's something that when we, I heard about Volume 2 and then we found out the great news that they were going to 
use better versions, better found versions, we say, not, not performance-wise, but just tape-wise, that why didn't they go back on the four discs and really make it so it's a little more sequential? Yes. And, and, agree, and yeah. maybe take some of the songs from the first one and put it on the second one because yeah. the way... Well, then, then you're the going to get the, the complaint of, oh, they're making me buy the other one. But, no, but they but, could just as easily have done, I fully agree with Rob, you could very, very easily have done volume one, volume two, and... Best of? The fan club edition with all four discs. Yeah, I, th- I think... Laid out chronologically. Too much work. Connect. No, but, wait, wait, wait. But, but hold it, hold it. This, this is, but this is where the BBC, when we look at the history of the BBC recordings that the Beatles did, besides the songs they never recorded for EMI, there are days, July 16th, 1963, they recorded 18 songs in one day. Right. Yeah. That is an incredible thing. They did 10 for Please Please Me. They did 18 in one day. Right. It would have been nice to have that maybe all sequential. Or as many of them as they were going to give us from yeah. that day. All but, one, and that's yeah. what happens if they were to actually go back and do all four discs and maybe change the running order. Yeah, not, yeah. not take away songs, even though they added a couple of things for uh, the first uh, edition. But just, to me, the BBC sessions are so incredibly important. And, and thankfully, that silly needle time rule happened at that time because... They recorded, what, 288 songs? Yeah, and explaining what that was, by the way, that was the BBC's, basically, because of the Musicians Union, right. the BBC were required to limit the amount of times that records were played. So right. there had to be live performances of Thank music God. that was I mean, played. it's, it's yeah, incredible. It dramatically affected the, the history of the Beatles. And how you know, I, to your point, Rob, I think maybe, and to your point, Tony, I think maybe if they would have given us like the slipcase version with both of them and then put an extra disc in where they give us a full show like a Pop Go the Beatles from July. Yeah, that would have been a good idea. Just, because, just one full show. Because then you get all, also the other guests. You get to see how well, it played again, out. Well, maybe, again, maybe not because... Well, you know, legalities. Legalities. Yeah, but I'm but, sure they no, would. I mean, well, even, even if you don't do that, I mean, even if you just give us the Beatle portion... Right. Of, uh, but a whole... You're still getting probably a half hour or more. Sure. Yeah, it was a half hour show. Right. So, you know, wow. I mean, that would be cool to hear just because they tried on this... As Kevin said, they tried on this to make this more of a radio show feel, and that and, and I, it succeeds. And and Tony, you're a radio guy, and I'm a radio guy. Sorry, Mitch. No, uh, but this this one does play better, definitely, as more definitely. like a radio show. With yeah, the, much because there's not like five songs in a row. Right. There's yeah. talk. There's maybe two is the most. Right. Or maybe three, depending on. But there's talk in between, so it really does flow better. Than the first one. Yeah, it does. the first it one nice plays feel. more like an album. Yeah, yeah. This, and this on one purpose. plays more like right, and this one plays more like a radio show, right. which is really I, I like that because I think when they play the Beatles doing the little audio bits, that's when you really get to know them. Right. I it's, mean, you always know who they are when they're singing, yeah. but when you get to hear the humor, and the humor is definitely still here in Volume Two. Definitely. Definitely still here. I love. I mean, I love all the stuff that when they talk. Now my kids listen to this and. They don't like the talking, but that's, you know, they're, they're 11 and 10. Right. They don't like the talking. They can't wait to hear the songs. And they even get into the songs they don't know because I'm not going to push skip because <laughs> I'm not doing it. I like to hear all the good Damn stuff. Damn you kids, you're yeah. listening. Yeah, well, the, and, they, and you know what? Don't laugh. My son was singing Beautiful Dreamer with me the other day and because he, he's heard it so many times now. But they like the stuff on it. 
They don't care about the humor or the talking bits. But the talking bits are really fun, and I do like the flow of this one better. It, it flows better. And also, I think them being on the BBC, 1963 is such a, in, for the Beatles in Great Britain, is such an incredible year. They become the biggest thing in the world, and they're still looking at it with a sense of humor. They're not, like, getting jaded or yeah, something. I was just about to say, you took the exact word out. I was going to say that they haven't gotten jaded yet. And, and you just yeah. hear them, when they're on the BBC, you can hear how happy they are. Yeah. You can almost say, like, you know, they're thinking, oh, our friends are listening, our family's listening. Yep. And it's, yeah. it's to me, I, there's just such a great feel. Well, the global phenomena had not snatched the intimacy away from them yet. Well, perfect. Uh, there's perfect. still a, an yes. intimacy involved with this is the BBC, and, it's the, and it is the BBC. Uh, Very important. And it's, too. Yeah, it it was it was home to them, and now here they were, you know, being asked to make themselves at home in this yeah. in this thing that is reaching out to every home in Britain. It, it's it's cool. It yeah, but, cool. but you do get on this one. Now they go to America, and you do hear them being interviewed by the BBC while they're in America. Very different. So it, yeah, you so can hear you hear right away. Well, the difference in in it's almost there's almost a nervous humor. There's a there's a much more relaxed way about them in the early stuff. When you get to the part where they're in America. And being interviewed uh, by Brian it, Matthews, it, it's yeah. the, the energy, like it's kinetic almost. The energy's a little different, I felt. I anyway. agree, and I also think part of it has to do with the fact that the American press were asking all these silly questions, oh, yeah. and they were used to, for the most part, except for, I think Lee Peters, I think his yeah. presentation was old school DJ, yes. where a guy like Brian Which they Matthew- they still had fun with, though. Yeah, but yeah. Brian Matthew was was someone who was a friend, obviously. Yeah, he was yeah. a goon. And, yeah, and, <laughs> and he understood them, but also played to it also. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, but you know, being in America, all of a sudden you have different type of interviews coming out. You know, it's all about their hair. Yeah. And stuff yeah. like that instead of the what music. What color are your teeth? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, but, George you know, the, the funny thing is also that even when they're doing stuff from the film, Hard Day's Night, which- We'll get to those because that's some of my favorite stuff. I agree. Mm-hmm. But it's still fun because now yeah. they're back in, in the BBC. Once they came back, it was yeah. almost right. like back it was- at home. Yeah, but they were home. But, home. And you wish but, there was more of that. Yes. Too. But the one thing that really bothered me is that there's a studio outtake sequence from I Feel Fine. Mm. When you get to 65, like, you know, I like get 64, but- End 60, of 64. End of 64 towards 65. It's not so fun anymore. I mean, they're not talking yet, but even that whole studio outtake is fun uh, to a point, but it's a labor thing More, because now they're trying, instead well, of just going there and playing live and just doing it, right. now they're- They now, have to simulate material. Yeah, right? but it, it's more, right. of a, a, more laborious. Well, now what's happened is the creating that they're doing in the studio has taken them to a point where it, it's not so easy to duplicate right, it now live. you've got it right. You've made, they, what they've done is at that point- the turns happened. It's not just George Martin doing embellishments that no. made the studio material better than or or different from the 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 Beatles themselves had now hooked into yep. creating oh, in the sure. studio. So now you've gotten it literally. It's the turning point. It's the reason why touring in general was becoming And also why belated. really they stopped going to the BBC. They didn't have to anymore. Yeah. Well, not only do they not have to but, you know, this was when we always talk about the fact that live in front of the, the audience with the crappy monitors and, the, and the, you know, everyone screaming to the point of not being heard, it's why these songs were becoming harder and harder to duplicate. You had stuff like I Feel Fine, you know? But the thing but, about I Feel Fine, and, and 
and this is where I'm trying to stay away in this review of having heard all the bootlegs like we all have. Right. If you remember that bit, it sort of goes, it's a back and forth thing between John and Paul about, you know, sort of what's the A side, you know, she's a woman yes. or right. I feel fine. I feel fine. And it's yeah. a fun insight into it Lennon is, McCartney and they cut it all out yep. well, they to had, have this session. I'm trying to remember what was on the first one. Because I feel fine is on the first one, right? But they didn't have the whole talk up. The, no, well, and, and they one, cut it out. There's there's one particular track where I don't know if it's Brian Matthews where he says he says something effective. Well, I like the A side better, right? And, and that John was, is kind of like yeah. Well, that was I feel fine. That's your opinion, you know, or something like that. And there's a you know Bernie where, Andrews, Bernie Andrews, Andrews yeah, yeah. And there's a joke of well, you know, that's just your opinion, you know, or something like that. Well, he's, to, and he says, you know, well, you get both, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. to you know, to your point though, Rob. It's difficult 19 years down the line to kind of, quote, unhear all that we've heard. Right, and that's... You know, and, and, and we're jaded. The, the deal is... And maybe it's not, we are. But it's maybe not just we that we're jaded. And it's the change in music delivery system. And look, the reality is that 19 years ago, we got BBC Volume 1. All right, up until that point, there had been some cool stuff here and there. Uh, there had been some cool BBC things. Well, the Great up. Dane came out there, the year before, right? Which may or may not. Now, what have you're talking about pushed is pushed Apple to get this going. Yes, the Great Dane box set. Great Dane was a bootleg label out of Italy, I believe. Yes, it was nine disc set, which then came with an auxiliary tenth disc. A great of, book. Yeah, a fantastic book, and uh, some factual errors you find out down the road oh, because yeah, but, it was the first thing they, right. you know. But this was mind-numbing. Mind-numbing. I mean, years earlier, you know, when I was doing a show called Beetle Tracks on on FM here in New York, we used to get away with playing gray area stuff. We would we would play non-released material. Dutch imports. Dutch imports, as we jokingly (laughs) call them. But my co-host Kathy Van Tassel, Kathy prided herself literally on going through all the bootleg vinyls that had been out previously. Honest to God, I remember the sheet that said. Version one is whoa the hippie hippie shake wah the hippie hippie shake yeah the hippie hippie shake <laughs> well, honestly, yeah. and then the other version was whoa the hippie hippie shake yah the hippie hippie shake oof the hippie hippie you know right and we didn't know dates we didn't know but you know that it, when you went through four or five different vinyl bootlegs you went son of a bee I got four versions of hippie hippie shake or three versions or whatever it was and you had that stuff. You get the Great Dane box. You get you get BBC Volume One. Well, then down the road, now it's the the advent of YouTube and all these kinds of things. And the truth is, somebody who was a fan, you type in "Well, Beatles at the BBC," thinking you're going to get you know information about Volume One on the disc. Well, guess what? You're getting hit with all the information about what has been out there. And you go to YouTube, and you could have listened to many of the tracks on BBC Volume Two. On YouTube. Before that. Oh, sure. You could definitely. have found it. But not it's in as difficult. good a shape. No. No. And these... Absolutely. I we, mean, the, I got to tell you, no matter what the boots did, even the people who were big fans of the bootlegs, this stuff is still... This sounds... Sound, sound quality-wise, and this is the schnitz. I give Apple credit for finding the top, at least as right too. now, and, and, I think and the, putting it out there. Yeah. And I think the thing is, Apple, in a way, it's a nod to... The collector, because it's also kind of saying, look, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Look, man, we know this stuff is out there, 
and we know you have it. Right. But you know what the reality is? Everybody who has the great Dane box is still going to go out and buy this. They better because you know, the quality they're is missing out. They're missing out. Up, the quality is better. There's still segments on here that had never been bootlegged. Right. You know, there's still a couple little bits on here that no one had ever heard before. Little yeah. spoken bits, you know, here and there. So it's just interesting. It was a, it's a changed world. But I think the on the good side of it, I think Apple's aware of that. They're not expecting this to be unknown territory, I think, to the hardcore fan. I agree. But to their credit, they've still given you a really nicely compiled, like you said, flow is like a radio show. It does. Look, they're not going to, maybe they will. Maybe one day we'll get the 12, 13 disc. I I highly doubt it. Well, maybe it'll all be on iTunes. You know, who knows? Maybe. Maybe they won't do it as a package set, but maybe eventually it'll all come out, which is cool. But for now, did they pick great versions? I think the version of I Want to Hold Your Hand smokes on this Oh, I, I... Well, we'll get smokes, let's, let's, let's take a break, and we'll start off with that song right after cool. this. We'll be back with more about Live at the BBC Volume 2. Excuse me, on air, Live at the BBC Volume 2, right after this. Hi, everyone. Just wanted to let you know that besides Fab Four Free For All, each of the three of us are involved in our own individual projects, Mitch Axelrod's two books, Beetle Tunes, the only book about the cartoon Beetle show, and Little Billy and Baseball Bob, can be found through all of your good booksellers online, including Amazon.com, or if you'd like autographed copies, contact Mitch on Facebook. And my buddy Rob Leonard has a great Beetle show that he's been doing for 20 years called Beetle Songs, and it's on every Friday night from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can listen to it online. It's streaming at www.ncc.edu slash WHPC. And also look for it on TuneIn.com. And Tony Truguardo is the host of 4F, free format for free, on WCWP 88.1 on Long Island. He's on every Monday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And also at www.wcwp.org. Also available on TuneIn.com. And we're back here on the Fab Four Free For All. I'm your moderator today, Rob Leonard. And again with me is Tony Trogordo and Mitch Axelrod. And uh, just before the break, Tony brought up, I guess we should start talking about the individual songs on here. Because wait, can we do one thing first? To get it out of the way. Uh, um, Certainly, Mitchell. No, I want to get out of the way the, the pop profiles, if you don't mind. Okay, yeah. yeah okay. Let's, let's just okay. go. Because. I know you don't like them. No, 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 no. Oh, you don't? Did you I change like your mind? On, no, no, I haven't changed my mind. Oh, but okay. I, I think not like them is a bad choice of words. I like them a lot. I just wish they were maybe a fly on the wall disc, sort of like the Let It Be Naked. Because they're. 32 or 33 minutes in total. Right. I know they put them at the end of the CDs. Good point. And on, and just FYI, people, if you go buy the album, there's three albums, actual physical vinyl albums of this, and the last album, side five and six, are all four of these pop profiles. Oh, really? So they did change it so for... They, for, the al- for the vinyl. Oh, I didn't know that. Which is cool, because then you could just listen to the first two and not have to worry, and, le- and then pull out that, that third disc... And oh, play wow. with it. So it's cool. Okay. If you get the vinyl. So that's why getting the vinyl is really cool. Plus, it's really great to have, you know, the 12-inch version of this cover, which is really beautiful, yes. the color version. And, and it's really just, 
I'm sorry, but when you have vinyl in your hand, it's just different. And we get $5 from every copy sold. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but so no, the, actually, I forgot it was coming out on vinyl. Well, the, the Beatles.com did that special promo with the sampler you get with right. it. And, so I got mine, and, and it's, I just don't know whether to open it up or not. You know? That's always a thing. Cause it is. Well, but I, it's so tightly wrapped, you don't want to also... It's, or you see already it's starting to do the... Because it's three albums, right. you're getting the ring impression. Right. So I'm like, wait a minute, maybe I just slit the... So take I don't the listen pressure off it. And take the pr- right, take the pressure off it. But so, if any of you have any ideas, you know, I know you guys send it to me. I would, I would take me, a little you know? pressure. It's like cooking sauce. You know, you gotta yeah, occasionally right. stir it and but make sure you, it doesn't get too But then you ruin the value because you, you know now it's not sealed. Now it's just in the original right. wrap. But good point. Anyway, the pop profiles—they are very, very good interviews. With all four of them. And I, I like the fact that there's a uniformity to the interview. Yes. He approaches each of the four Beatles kind of with the same... It's kind of like a James Lipton, for those of you in the United yeah. States, in uh, inside, inside the, the actor's actor studio. studio yeah. There's a, uh, a pattern into how well, he's he got the same stuff. sort of cards. Yep. And then, yeah. and then goes and it, over and the same it's, things. It's Brian Matthew, who's their friend. And it's also the BBC. And the Beatles obviously respect the BBC. And I think it comes through in, in this. It's kind of a serious interview. Oh, for it the definitely most part. does because I oh, think it's not supposed to be fun. Like no. you know, it's different. And I think if and it's later a, on. Yeah, had another interviewer asked a few of the questions that he hits them with, like kind of right out of the shoot. Right. He had an established relationship with them. And Absolutely. You could, you could tell when these interviews start. Uh, when he hits John with, you know, well, are there? Do you? It's been said that there are things you don't care about, or that, that you don't care about anything. Could you imagine, like, if, if some random interviewer in the United States who he didn't really know well had hit him with yeah. that question? That would have gotten a sod you right and, off the and, bat. And that, that interview with John is it's very interesting at this time in his life. And he's talking about Julian. Yeah, yeah. And, a lot. And oh, yeah. there's a lot of yeah. things going on that he was obviously thinking about and you know, maybe didn't get to because of yeah. where his life went. Yeah, and absolutely. But and, and with George, minutes, too. Eight, yeah. Right, yeah. eight minutes each. And then the Ringo and Paul are actually in 66. Yeah. So they're later, and it's kind of cool because you get a different perspective. And I think the Paul one is really good. I mean, the Ringo one is a little, you know, unfortunately, there's not much there with Ringo. I mean, it's eight minutes, but... Uh, Content-wise, Ringo you know, hadn't hadn't found a lot of things about himself. Not yet. yet. He was 66. still happy being a Beatle. He was happy being a Beatle, and he and loved he, it. You could tell. He yeah. says it. He said, I'd, "I'd sit around doing nothing, but I yep. get bored." But and that's fine. It, he it's had a really good interview. Yeah, he hadn't come into like all the other. Cool no, stuff no, no. Uh, but you could see later. Paul was talking already about making films, right. and you knew Magical Mystery Tour was coming up. Right. And he talked about avant-garde stuff, which yep. is really very telling at that point. Yeah, and, 1966. And when, yeah, you know. and when he tells, even when he says to him, you, you've been going out, you know, you've been doing stuff, and can you stop being a Beatle now? And even though that question is kind of, you know, eh, well, Paul spins it, and, and he sort of gives you a nice intellectual, as much as he could at that point, answer yeah. for a 24-year-old, yeah. you know, about not being a Beatle, and, and, and do you foresee things in the future? Really good interviews with all four of them, I think. I think yeah. they're really and, and, worth it. And to me, that's different than when's the bubble going to burst type of interview. Yes. Dif- because they ask it a different way. It's now like you guys have established yourselves. You're not a fluke. Well, he, and he I sort think of it's asks George about when, when the bubble burst, but he says it with kind of with tongue in cheek. You know, he's sort of like, look, you get this asked of you all the time, but, right. I'm, but I'm going to spin it a little differently. Like he actually consciously, which I think they respected at that point. You know, but uh, my point about the pop profiles, 
while they're really good in telling, is first of all, I know it's at the end, but it sort of does kill the flow of the of it the, does. It does. of the two sides. No matter what, I'm because sorry, if, because you're say, so into it. Let's say you're playing this at a party. You don't mind yeah, the 20-second oh. talk bits. But all of a sudden, when these interviews would come on, you would go over to the you CD. Have to. I, I have a question, eject. guys. I love both of you. <laughs> but we're in our 40s and 50s. Who's going How to in the hell often are you two going to parties? And if you are, why is nobody calling me? Well, I'm well just because saying, we don't like people who do accents. Hang out and spin. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm going to a happening swing and bash. We're going to hang out and spin some Beatle records for a while. When we well, get there. I, I remember when a certain uh, Italian co-host would have great parties at his house. That's true. I remember those <laughs> parties. True. They'd be like. And Wow, there's a lot of alcohol and video being watched uh, over here. And now he's just an old Italian guy. <laughs> old Altacaca Italian Alta, guy. Well, all of a sudden you're an Altacaca Italian? That's part Jewish, part of them. Altacaca, for all you non-Jews, is an old person. Um, anyway, the, the pop profiles are, are good. They do kill the flow, but... Um, I wish it was on a separate disc. I agree, and, and now that I know the vinyl has it that way, they could have done it that way. Now they, they could have given us a, a third and, and disc if they were, and just put them on If there. they were to actually go back, like I was talking about, and re-sequence everything, you could have had the fifth disc yeah. as the pro- profiles, but and if, maybe some other stuff, you know, that uh, other full interviews. A that third they disc would have added expense. Yes. Yeah, but not much. Well, then, then, much. then hear, you then hear me out. Let It Be Naked wasn't a two-disc set. It was one disc. Well, well let me just put this out there. I don't know the exact time of all this, but I'm going to just put this out there. Yeah. There's a version of Lend Me Your Comb on here. The, the version, right. which is on anthology. It's the only one. It's yeah. the only one. It doesn't sound to me, to my ears, any better than the anthology one version. Okay? Why do we need it? I know for completeness. Hang on. I see you both looking at me like, hang on. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but you don't need that song. On here, because you already have it. I disagree. But well, well, I'm going to get there, yeah, too, I because too, there's too, a Baby It's You EP, which duplicates some stuff also. So let's go into this. You know why you need Lend Me Your Comb? <clears throat> Seriously? Why? You need Lend Me Your Comb, because Lend Me Your Comb was on all of the early BBC bootleg vinyls. I actually wasn't thinking so. that. I was thinking that it's on Anthology 1, and if out of all the anthologies... It's the least fan-friendly because sure. of some of the quality sure. of the tapes. Maybe. Sure. So I understand why they included Lend Me a Comb Maybe. and the other three songs from the Baby It's You EP. Well, actually, one of them is different, so let's okay, get into okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. But Pop Profiles, 33 minutes. Lend Me a Comb, another two minutes, so that's 35 minutes. Right. There's not 80 minutes on disc two. Okay. If you take out the 33 minutes of Pop Profile and the other two minutes of Lend Me Your Comb, you're taking out 35 minutes. You could have made a one killer disc version for this. Yeah, but uh, again, what you're Mm. talking about is for the purpose of putting this stuff in a different sequence... You t- I mean, no, you're not talking about different sequences. No, no, I, no, no. he's not. taking 35 no, minutes boy, off. Just take away the pop profiles, leave it in the same sequence without Lend Me Your Comb, and you have one killer disc. Killer. Uh, you have one killer disc, Ooh. or you have, you have two very good discs? I, I mean, we still well, got more songs than, no, than no, if no. you'd done Absolutely, one disc. Absolutely, but what I'm saying is you could have still gotten all of these no, songs except Lend Me Your Comb. I did the timing. You sure? It's I'm close, though. It's very close. It's very close. You could have taken off well, something then, then, else. Right, well, now, you know what? 
Let's get into what's on it because yeah, because, because we need to because yeah, I think it's something like it would have been something I think you've got like eighty nine and a half minutes of music or something. Like well, that. then yeah. here you we go. Let's start. Like, let's start with the baby. It's okay. you. Baby. It's you. EP came out in nineteen ninety five as the vehicle to sell the first one, a single. So Horrible choice as a single. Uh, yes, we've discussed Soldier that. Soldier of Love should Soldier of Love should have been the single. Oh yeah. Or anything else, but but <laughs> but Baby It's You came out. All right, it's a great version. I love right. it. But it had on it. I'll follow the sun. Boys and Devil in Her Heart. Good enough. But we got something from all four Beatles. That's why. And I, Absolutely. I, and I understand that. I understand but that. But let's now go forward 19 years. We get this on air. We don't get Baby It's You on there again. Fine. But I'll follow the sun we get, and it's the same version as the 95 EP. Right. We get well, Boys. We did it once. I know. But again, maybe we don't need it on, on air. Hold on. Boys, it's the same version. Right. Maybe we don't need it on air. Now we have enough room to make that number one killer disc. That one version. I Hang on. you remaster volume one, and since there was room on volume one, you could have added these as bonus tracks. Well, could have. Wait, wait, wait. One. Let okay. me finish. I, I, I now. Have, I'm ready to respond. Yes, I'm sure done. you are at the ready. <laughs> but Devil in Her Heart, oddly enough, is a different take from, I didn't the, from the EP. That. I didn't it is. That. It's a different yeah. take, okay. and I'm thinking. What are you doing to us? Yeah. Like you make it, it's, it's sort of like Paul's doing on his reissues, giving us, you know, part of one hand clapping on one disc, part of one clapping on another disc. Don't do that so on I the didn't Beatles. realize that. I didn't check the dates on that. I did. I, I, know, I know why they did it. It's, first of all, that EP is out of print. You know, yes. that's part of it. Second of all, like I said about Anthology 1, if you're not a hardcore fan, that's the last anthology you're buying. You're buying two and then three and then one. Right. At this point. In 95, obviously, it was different. Right. Then you ran um, out and bought everyone while they came out. Right. So to have those versions on here is understandable. It, it sort of collects everything together. Uh- which okay. is which is an Fair Apple point. way of doing things. But there's Fair also, point. like I say, you could just as easily have because volume one is not filled out to eighty. And it was death, restructured. Right. And it was right. restructured. Not anyway, just remastered. You right. could have said, and here's a bonus from the original Baby It's You EP. EP. Right. Given but, us all four EP. Well, you had Baby us, It's You already. Right. So Actually, you could have taken those three songs and put it on, on the that. first one. Yeah. That's because you restructured it already on volume one. Good point. You had to actually physically do something, not just remaster it. Here so, they were as released. And, and considering they actually did add a couple of things to right. the first one, and it's not something that. they well, normally before do. We, before but I'm we glad they did. Say it with finality. Now it's going to be interesting. Now I'd like to go and do the math. Right. And see. But I still like it's the closer. idea of getting two versions of Devil in Her Heart, though. Th- that's a different story. That makes me happy. Da- any, I like it. T- it's good. <laughs> I like two versions. But I like them both. You like two virgins? I don't like two virgins. <laughs> I, I like well, the I, virgin. I don't like the. <laughs> Depends on when such you have them. Such a big fuss over such a small thing. <laughs> okay. I love that. That's, oh, you're Roy talking Carr about the album. Yes, I know, so. but you're talking about the, the album. Yes, the I album was talking about two virgins. virgins. There you go. Uh, no, <laughs> but, <laughs> I like them. But I, I know what you're talking about with that and, and making. Anytime I can get two different versions is really cool, but I'm going to actually sort of counterpoint to myself when we get to some of the uh, tracks. Okay. The overlap. Are you going to call yourself an ignorant slut? <laughs> yes, yeah, Mitch. Well, let's, let's get to where we actually were left in part one of this show. Um, we, we're going to talk about I Want to Hold Your Hand and how this version smokes. This is a great version. This is, if you listen to the, the Ed Sullivan version, which it sounds like the, one of the guitars is a little off. And vocals. And vocals are a little off. John's vocal's not there. Uh, yeah, because the mix was, was right. bad. This version is what you would 
expect a live version of this song to oh, sound yeah. like. Oh, yeah. And interestingly enough, it, we just had Alan Cozen on our show. If those of you listening in chronological order, those of you who may be listening down right. the road, not chronological order, go back and listen to our show with Alan Cozen, where we talk for, at length about I Want to Hold I Your Hand. Hand. It had been dropped fairly early on from the Beatles' live set. Uh, they didn't do it a lot, but obviously they did it all through the 64 tour. We have a number of versions. This version, to me, is a really soulful version of the song. It, it brings out some of the Americanism of this track that doesn't show up in a lot of the other versions of it. It's did we mention that on Alan's show? We did, I, I, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That this is a very it's American a, sounding song compared an, to the other stuff. Yes. I, I, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, it's, an R, it's a real R, not R&B. I don't know how to explain it. There's an it factor. There's an X factor in this version. But it's not as powerful. No, it's I not mean, as that, powerful as the record. I mean, it doesn't come in as that boom, boom, boom. No, no but, but understood. But, but for a live track, really, for a live track, the way it's great. Yeah. It, it plays And, and really we should well. say that at this time, they were able to go back and do a little overdubs. So they right. did overdub Hand the claps, clapping. Right. That's true. And right. you hear it, and but it doesn't, it's great. It's still yeah, fine. it's cool. Uh, yeah. I wanted to get to, uh, instead of, I mean, we will get to some of the individual tracks, but I wanted to get to some of the overlap of volume one and two. I mean, of songs. songs. Yeah, of you know, songs. different performances, but same yes. songs. And and I'm going to list them, and then we'll get into it. Lucille, lend me your comb from anthology. Right. The hippie hippie shake, roll over Beethoven, sure to fall, glad all over, Memphis Tennessee, from me to you, I got a woman, long tall Sally, honey don't, Kansas City. Well, and from I'm me to fine. you is is from us to you, and right, now it's a right. full version. So, yeah. Yes, it's the longer version. Yes, and I feel fine. So. Uh, let's just get into them. But it's interesting. Bit. They're all covers for the most part. They're almost all covers. And they did multiple versions of that. I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy about this. Uh, I am too. I mean, I. And, and I got a woman. They actually did two distinct versions in, in the, the arrangement. Yeah, so double track version with John's vocal double tracked. And more and, and acoustic. A little more acoustic. It's the difference between what I guess the Ray Charles type take on it. And uh, who was the other? Um, not Eddie Cochran. No, 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 no. You, but it, it, there's one a little more Ray Charles and one that's not more Elvis, Ray more Elvis. More Elvis. More Elvis, right. And, and the, right. the one on here is the one I always liked better uh, compared to the first volume because that's just, I remember from the bootlegs, that's the version I heard And first. I get a kick out of the fact that John makes a vocal mistake but then is forced to double track his vocal mistake. <laughs> yes. Which is very funny because yeah. he flubs, but because they are short for time. And you when he's doing a copy your flub. He's got to copy his flub. You know, never leave, never leave me alone. <laughs> leaving me alone. <laughs> you know, Gina. I mean, it's very funny. And we understand that Honey Don't is cool because Honey Don't is now John uh, Ringo vocals. Ringo's right. And the first one had the John's John vocal. vocal. So that's that's fine. The I Feel Fine, the outtake, well, they didn't do the outtake in the first one. So now, right. now it's the same version, I, I'm but you gonna get be, the whole sequence. I'm going to be blunt. The throwaway on this album, and I, I hate to sound so awful, but... Down the road, sometime when we do our "What is your least favorite Beatle recording in the world?" Yeah, I I'm gonna give it away right now. I have never had any use for Kansas City. Hey, 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 hey. Me neither. Ever. I, like under any. I any I don't even. I skip it I, when I hear Beatles for sale. I think it's one of those songs where there's. I have many of the cover songs they've done. That's one of the songs where you 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 sort of judge where they're standing. That day musically, yeah, and I, and I think part of the reason it's on here is because 
obviously Paul, they said, what do you want to put on here, Paul? And yeah. I'm sure Paul said, I want another version of yeah, Kansas, Kansas City. City hey, which, is, which is fine. You know, I mean, he's it, released it how many times yeah, over the years? He, he likes it. It's a fave of his. That's cool. Yeah. But for me... Kansas City, hey, 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 is probably the single like throwaway. It's, yeah, it's interesting. Pick, especially to duplicate it. I, I, my God, I don't need another one. It's, really. it's interesting. On Anthology 1, you have the other version of Kansas City compared right. to Beatles for Sale. And here you get the same thing. You get yeah. the two different versions. And they are kind of distinct. Yeah. But, 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 but I, still, I, meh. The other one, truthfully, is, um, and again, am I... Eh, it's so strange. Am I not happy that it's out? No, I'm not going to say that. I'm I'm happy that it's out. I'm happy that the other rollover Beethoven is out on this. But again, you compare the other rollover Beethoven to this one, and this one is a little too close to the record for yeah. my liking. There's no real need for this one. The well, other the version, hey, the Ringo thing. does different work yes. on it, but, and, and it makes it more exciting. It's also, closer to that 63 score version they were doing. But even like you mentioned before, Hippie Hippie Shake, this like one it. now is yay, I know, but the I other like one it. is ow, No, but yay. I understand, it's but... Such mm. a, it's such a great track. Though. Yes, it's, yes. It's, it's one of the ones that, you know, that... I, I think that anytime you get a song like that, and you can put it on there, you have to. You have to. Yeah, do it. You because well. it's, it's, it's a great rocker, and... So there's a second version. But what bothers me most about this... I can live without the other rollover Beethoven, but the hippie hippie shake I well, think belongs he- there. Here's, here's a point I want to make. On volume one, they went back and restructured it, so they took out the talk over on things we said today. Yeah, they found the version. They that found the version. It. Okay, great. Now you've got a new compilation, and you're about to say, what can we put on this? You've just restructured volume one. So they put on the second version of Glad All Over... But there's a talk over on the beginning. So take that version out and give me I'm happy just to dance with you or I should have known better or I call your name or the night before or anything else. And you just gave away the four tracks that well, that well was, we may as well tell people well, that, that right now. That that's the part of the show, uh, the, this thing where you're not sure why they didn't do that. Yeah, so let's get to that right away cuz yeah. you already Sorry. let that No, it's okay, but you you because you let that out in secession. Just explain, sidebar, right. this is like on the, what songs did you just discuss? Well, those four songs are songs of Lennon McCartney, they're Lennon McCartney originals that were not ever put on either volume, either volume of right. one or two. And they were not recorded live, or not done live, really, basically. Right, no, not done live, meaning before a live audience right. during the tours. Right. But I'm saying, just read them again. Oh, in- it's the night before, which I can understand, because it's very sped up, or at least it seems sped up. They could have pitch-controlled it, but yeah. whatever. I call your name, I'm happy just to dance with you, and I should have known better. All done really well. We've heard them. Well, yeah. I should have known better. I thought it was always a little, they missed the, the mark on that a yes. little bit. But the other yeah, one, especially I call your name. There's no reason why that's not and it's there. a great version. Yeah, right. So why and give me Glad All Over again with a talk over? Because it starts and then he talks over it, right? And then it goes into it. So you just said I'm taking out the talk over on things we said today because we don't want to hear that. But now you give me talk over on Glad All Over when you could have taken that whole song out and given me one of the four original Lennon McCartney's. Yeah, I agree with that. Look, but then again, on know, you can't do that. You have an intro on it from the disc jockey. So for, yes, but 
but you can't do that was not on anything else. Right, so right. that's kind of cool to hear. Yeah. And I'm going to play devil's advocate just for a moment and say one thing we are not privy to, and I'm probably happy this is the case. <laughs> we don't know what kind of behind the scenes wrangling had to go on True. over this set. For all we know, and this is with all due respect to Messrs. McCartney and Starkey and whatever. And Messrs. Oh, no. And the estates of John and George. John and George. John and George. You know, look, one of them might have just said, you no. know what, we're great to go with all these BBC things, but let's stick to the covers and let's not give away too many Lennon McCartney originals I, I, on this. I can't say you that know, because there's a lot of Lennon McCartney originals well, on this. Well, there it, are, but, it, that's, but you're just saying that there's four more that aren't here. But yeah, that, but, there's, so maybe but there's a ton be. of overlap for the right. covers. But where there's right. other covers that could have been on here. Where I'm going right. is that for some reason or other, maybe the idea was, you know what? Let's let's not load it up with Lennon McCartney. Let's give the people more copies right, of these you know covers what? that we never recorded. Okay. You know, in so the now studio. I'm going to be devil's devil. Not advocate. saying not saying that they don't want to have their original material out, but maybe Paul said, you know what? Hey, man. You know, we never they never got to hear Hippie Hippie Shake, and I did that a whole bunch of times. Put another good one on that yeah. and leave off the night before. Nobody needs okay. to hear that okay. wait. done live. Wait, you know. wait, wait, wait. Now I'm going to be... Now I'm going to be the devil's devil's advocate on this because... Because he needs one. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I you. just got that. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Because I know... Keep Your Hands Off My Baby was sonically not great, but it was so historically important that you needed to hear it. Right. What stuff do we not have that's historically important but not great condition? The Pete Best. Some of the Pete Best. Or what about... Beautiful Dreamer. No, Beautiful Dreamer's on here. here. I know, but the quality compared to the rest isn't as high. Wonderful Picture of You is not. Picture of You. Right. Dream Baby. Yeah. Right. Understood they're not, but historically... That's something else. That is a Pete Best compilation because Pete is on Dream Baby. And maybe they didn't want to give him money. And you know what? It, I they think, gave him enough money on the anthology. I think on the anthology was a project. We've talked about that there should be a whole compilation of everything Pete did to put out there just to have it out there. Cause all Who the plays drums on Let Me or Comb? Ringo. Okay. Ringo. I just want to make sure. So, yeah. I want to make sure we put that out there so yeah. people don't think, you know. So it's, um, I know where you're coming from about Dream Baby and a, a picture, picture of you. They're not going to have anything with Pete Best on here. As much as that, I historically, it does belong here. But it's, they are really sonically inferior. In they are. As they still way. haven't found clean copies. Yeah, I and mean, considering they, that was recorded, what, March of, uh, or was done March of uh, 62, yeah. they're not even signed to EMI yet. Yes. The, the only people yeah. listening to them is people in Liverpool. So yeah. the, the fact that you know, maybe someone taped it. You know, with a microphone next to the speaker, right. not with alligator clips. And that's or something. what it is. Yeah, and, that's and, what it and is. And you know what? And I can understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Man. So the, on both sides, I, I, I hear it because yeah. they should be there, but maybe they don't want to do that Pete Best thing. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and beautiful fine. dreamer is a sonic come down. And but oh, to their come down from you mean from the boots? No, 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 no from the rest. Oh, of oh from, from the rest of them, definitely. Yeah. I mean. And again, to their credit, let's let's go back and add this in. And I'm going to go back to the idea of one of the things that bootleggers and and people who uh, are audiophiles both, which means to me as both ends of the spectrum, audiophiles and sometimes they're the same people. Sometimes they're the same people. One thing that they will bitch and moan about is 
limiting and putting compression on right. things and doing all kinds of manipulation. Stuff we talk about with CDs. Stuff we talk about with CDs. And and to their credit, one thing I will say is that I think that the work they did on this, and especially the restorative work on Volume 1, where they took away all of the compression. Oh, God, that so, sounds and so all much of better. The, and, and, they, and yet, you know what? There's more hiss. And so friggin' what on yeah, some of it. I agree. I don't care. But they did gorgeous work on this, this in terms of the, not crippling the material by trying to make it sonically perfect. Right. Because guess what? You can't make this stuff sonically perfect. No, you can't. But and, you can you can make it and the guys sonically at, uh, the guys at listenable. EMI listenable. The and guys at, at Abbey Road got it right this time. You bet. But, and, as they did with nine nine nine. Right. With the re- and know. also the the interesting thing is is in in ninety four when this came out or the first volume came out. No noise was a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, that, so they it, used it. So, But nowadays, yeah. you talk no noise, and people it said, no, we don't need it anymore. It, it, wasn't, it right. wasn't as good as we thought it was going to be. And I think that is the, the true advantage of the first volume it's, now. It's partly because so many young people have destroyed their ears listening to <laughs> MP3. Yes. Uh-oh. Well, we're gonna, you know what? We're going to go on a rant here. No, Control no. yourself. Breathe, Tony. Breathe. <sighs> breathe in. Breathe in, Anthony. <sighs> Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. There he goes. There he goes. Yeah. Oh, he's okay. back. You ready? Yeah. You know, one of the things that's interesting on this volume is on disc two, the version of I saw her standing there has the thing where he doesn't come back to the the middle part. He goes back to the beginning uh, verse after the yeah. guitar solo, which yeah, I never understood how they was it edited on the version on <laughs> Please Please Me or or did they just go back and forth on it? Because when they did it here in America, they didn't go back to the first verse That's again. That's right. That's so right. So that, to me, I think that changes the song so much. Yeah. When you come out yeah. of the, the solo and then you go into the middle part again. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's well, a really good point. Well, you know what? The, the, I want to get into one more little thing, and then we'll talk about some of our favorites on this. Okay. Because we're not going to go track by track. No, but, but some of our favorites. The other thing I'm going to say is they chose Words of Love as the track to promote. The single, so to speak. So to speak, even though there's no real single. Which there should be, but yes, something else. Yes, but you don't need a single anymore. Gee, Mitchell, because can you tell us why you think they chose the particular song, Words of Love? <laughs> well. <laughs> who was that? Who was that who just walked in? That's Mr. Really John sure. Q. Public. <laughs> Hello. Hello, John Q. Public. It's John nice Q. to see you, Robert. <laughs> the, the, I, my own, I'm surmising. Go look that up. There you go. And yet the service, because um, we're Feeling all dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. They chose that, I think, because who owns the publishing to that? MPL <laughs> Communications. <laughs> but, but I'm surprised that this was the lead-off thing. They made a video. For those who haven't, don't yes. know, there's a video out there, which is very good. And it actually has a, a huge sense of humor in it. There's a yes. lot of funny little bits in it. Uh, very well done. It's, it reminds me a little bit of the Free as a Bird video the, with some of the little oh, references. little animations. In yeah. it. And, and there is a making of video that's out on YouTube, uh, right. which is also fun. So they, I think it's great, but I think it's the wrong choice for the single. So to speak, if there well, is a single. It's interesting listening to this version compared to the Beatles for Sale version, because this is much more straight ahead. I don't think it's uh, that much different. I like it better. 
It, I have to tell you honestly, I like this version better than the guitars don't ring the way they do on the Beatles for no, Sale. No, I, I love that about the yeah. Beatles for Sale version, but I really, really there's something about. At first, this I didn't like really it, liked. and then I was listening again Come yesterday, and I'm like, lot. you know what? I like this a lot, and yeah. actually, it's a good opening song, and and I like the fact that it starts off with you know an announcer coming yes, in. Yes, I do too, and I, I think that's too. it sets you up that this is a radio thing. Well, the, mm-hmm. the announcer at the beginning of this one is perfect because it's called. And here we are again. Yes, yeah. So it with the know, nineteen with the sixty three sound. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's perfect that they found that clip. Yeah. Because of here we are again. Because and, that, and Rodney are. Burke and right and, and that's your problem. You know. And right and that was fun. Just like you know, and sometimes I play the fool from right. the first one. Yes. Perfect lead in. But I'm not so sure. Words of Love was the best trip track to promote. And there you go again. Other than a video, and the thirty second commercial, which has three Beatles songs in it. They don't even promote using covers. The covers. Yeah, yeah. The un, the stuff you've never heard. The stuff before. you've never heard. They use three right. Beatles songs. Well, <laughs> and if you own well, the Red the Blue album, you, you're not going to bother buying this because you think it's the same. You songs. think it's the same right. stuff, even though Twist and Shout is in the commercial, and right. that's Isley Brothers. But you know, right. it's more Beatles are known for it. But I just don't understand why they did that. But huh, no pun intended on the first. And and did you notice that one of the hosts was trying to get? George to be nicknamed Gorgeous. Yes, yeah, so and I'm like, twice it's on here. Yeah, I don't like, know if it's, but you know, it may be the same weird. session, it's and we hearing right. we're hearing it at different points on the know, album. Just, you know, George wasn't biting it at all. No. Thank God. No. <laughs> no, but I know that live at the BBC was the first new unheard Beatle music since the breakup. It was right. Yeah. This one's not. So I don't know what they would choose or how they're choosing to promote this or not, because really, there's no promotion for this. Not the way not, 94 was. Well, no, not at all. I mean, I, I remember hearing 90, in 94, local radio stations were playing the crap out of Volume 1. Yep. Well, I'm going to say Volume 1 even though it's not called that, so just bear yeah. with me. But you know what it's I like mean. It's like Godfather, Godfather Part 2. Yeah, right. Then everyone says, oh, Godfather Part 1, but that's not the name right, of the movie. Right, exactly. But there's... But we know what you're saying. There's not much promo at all on this. No. And it, I that, think it suffered from that, and because, and I know the music delivery system is different, but... You still can promote it, and I don't. Th- since there was no physical single to give to a radio station, right? They weren't playing. Well, it. there was a promo, a five-track uh, pr- promo disc for those who yes, collect but the stuff. There was also a promo disc for the first one, right? But there was also a physical single. Yes, and and they should have been a. I single think on there this. should have been a single on. And this. even if you know we're we're from the generation of a single. Uh, even if it, uh, the new generation doesn't care if it's a single, I think it, it help establishes what you want people to focus on first. And Words of Love, as much as I like it, I'm not sure if it's the first song I'd want. No, but on but if this. you had a single like they did with Baby It's You, right. maybe you can put some of the stuff that we said should have been on this on that right and give us a more complete maybe one of the Lennon McCartney's maybe yeah. one you know other versions of covers yeah. Yeah. give well, us something extra well let's go through pick some of our, our, our favorites, favorites of this and can I just throw one thing in that I thought was no. funny I was talking to Mitch earlier about oh, if you think it's funny I'm not sure no I <laughs> I just get a kick out of the fact that, you know, nowadays, if my band wants to go and run and quickly do a cover of something, yeah. I'm going to go to the internet and I'm going to pull up the lyrics and I'm going to print them out, right. and, you know, and, and the band gets up and we'll do, you know, a song and, oh, we have the lyrics, you know. You didn't have that in 1963 nope. and 1964. So I laugh, you know, over the fact that this is the second version of Memphis, Tennessee. And he's, he and, gets... And, and there's still the line... Because Smallco took the message right. and he wrote it on the wall. 
Did he? Who the hell was Smallco? Did he think that Smallco? I think is the original like a, line was Slowpoke. No, because no. my uncle took the message. Oh, that's what he said. My uncle took, took the message, message oh, and he wrote it okay. on the wall. So, I mean, where? But did they he also get... changed when they did Sweet Little Sixteen. They didn't mention Bandstand. Oh yeah, they said yeah. Boston. Yeah, you know, so which is, they didn't know what Bandstand they was. They didn't know what Bandstand was. Right, exactly. So there's some fun stuff, but at least Boston works. But yeah. Smallco took the message, and he, Smallco is just somebody who some must have this. a friend of theirs. <laughs> that, yeah. you know, hung out at the cafe. Chuck Berry's buddy it. Smallco took the message and wrote it on the wall. Anyway, I'm sorry. I think in in Chuck Berry's restaurant, where you know, with the uh, cameras in the bathroom, yeah, it's a small. Smolko was here. Yeah, Smolko was here. <laughs> it's like oh, Kilroy. No, don't there's go a, there's there. a line there. I'm no, not don't go there. Well, you know what? Let's each one of us pick three of our favorites. Let's go with five. I think the five oh, would five, be five, sir. Three, sir. Three, sir. Five. Right. You right. know what? Okay. Mine? Because you're, ho- you're the moderator. Well, well hold on. There's one more thing before we get to the song. Of course there is. There are certain <laughs> songs on here that are in electric mode instead of acoustic mode, which yes. I think helps... Which makes it Helps kind the of, album. I think it's yeah, kind of interesting just as the way we look at the Beatles and just as we're a little more hardcore than others. One of them is And I Love Her, which is an electric version and sort of. one of my favorites yep. on here. That's one. The, and I also love the fact that Ringo doesn't use bongos. He plays the, yep. the drum part on yep. the drums. Yep. And he still smokes. <laughs> so it, it works. Go ahead. So, uh, what's uh, Mr. Moderator? How about "If I Fell"? "If I Fell" would be the other one. "If I Fell" is great. First of all, it's double tracked, and it's pretty obvious yep. in the beginning. He starts, but what I love about this, Ringo does a different beat. He actually, you know, it's it's not just a straight. So it gives it a different yep. feel right. to the totally. actual song, a different feel, and it's good. <laughs> it works. I like it because. It's always been a great song, but now Ringo just did. I don't know whether Ringo remembered or d- didn't remember the beat, but it doesn't matter. Well, I'm always amazed that sometimes the the solo is is different. Like on Lucille. Uh, oh, it's a wicked. That's but a it's a wicked, stinging guitar yeah, solo. Yeah, George didn't normally play that way. No, but it's a stinging. Yes. and I, ha- I actually have it on here in my notes. Cool guitar solo on Lucille, which is really neat. I love the version of Twist and Shout on here. Yeah. I mean, that's almost just, as equal to the version, almost, but really good. Yeah. The one thing I really enjoy, I enjoy hearing "There's a Place." I agree. Live. It's just, yeah. it's, it's just so, di- yep. and they do it really well. Mm. I mean, that's a tough song to to do, like the record, but they did it. So that's really cool. Can I have my album there so no. I can just see the song? So no, I'm, I'm picking I liked, mine. Uh, I liked hearing you can't, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. Well, as are also. we picking our five here because you guys yeah, are we picking just did, our I, well, no, we, we, we just talked about the, That's the, four right the, now. Yeah. Four. So leave okay. me alone. I can't believe you. Leave me alone. No, leave shut up. And I think Anna, to me, is one of the... Yeah, yeah but they do it, but it's yeah. so fun. And, and he doesn't... He doesn't try to hit the high parts as much. I don't know whether he couldn't do it or not, but it's, it's weird, you know. It, w- it wasn't as intense as the version on "Please Please Me," which actually and changes the way. Lyrics it's more, too. and I think it's more like um, Arthur Alexander's, uh, Arthur Alexander's yes. version. But yeah. I love it, I, and I think uh, so. Those are those are some of my. Favorite. I don't know if I can do five. I got to do like six. Uh, okay, no. well, if you do six and he gets one more. Oh come I, on! I, one of the things I like is they do uh, money. Uh, which yeah. is maybe how it w- maybe would have sounded more at the cavern. Well, they did that live a lot. Yeah, so I think nice. that and, and that's one of my favorites. It. They smoke it. Yeah. Are you doing yours? Or yeah, doing I'll do mine. I like uh, the fact that "Please Please Me" doesn't have the harmonica on it, and they didn't go to an overdub on it. So you get the guitar. It was more like '64 when they played at the Washington Coliseum, that type of thing. 
uh, Please Mr. Postman has that intro, which they didn't use on the with the Beatles That's version. That's one of mine. And it actually, ch- to me, changes the whole song. Because it starts off with the Beatles version with Ringo's drum, and you know just from that one second of drum that this is going to be a great song. And here you get the, the downward progression, the, the guitar thing, and it doesn't sound right. Though the end of the song... It's different. It's yeah, different. Because they it, keep singing right. through and they go when to he the says, end. deliver yeah. the letter. Right. And, yeah. and that part I don't love. Because no, you're I don't so, either, Well, because you're so, so used to it. It's ingrained. You used to, stop, guys. Cause bah, bah, yeah. Bah, yeah, and then you hear, yeah, deliver the... And, and if you think about it... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Shut up a minute. Talk about talk about like a great Beatle... All I could think of, and I love the version of Please, of Please Mr. Postman that's on this. Yes. I, I think it's great fun. But talk about the loss of a trademark Beatle moment. That's that it. moment is the entire moment that it the, becomes a the wonders song. that thing you do is based on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, boop, bap, bap. That boom, yeah. I mean, that's... Well, I thought it was please, that, please me. It's... Well, it, it's, but, it's but, but if you can talk about the one, The opening of the, the the way that thing you do opens is with the, that, that... Well, that, that part, yes. Yeah, that part, I mean, but. that's the end of Please Mr. Postman. So the fun part is there's that, like, signature Beatle moment that's not there yet. They yeah. didn't yet. get to it yet. Yeah. They'll get to it when they go in the studio and do it. But I love the, the Please Mr. Postman on here. I love the I Want to Hold Your Hand. Yeah. We mentioned it. Beautiful Dreamer, so delighted that it's out. Uh, love it. It's been a favorite song when I was a little kid. I used to I'm, listen to that I'm song. I'm still trying to figure out why the Beatles did Mighty that version. Mighty Joe Young. I don't know. I think it's fun to find out that they took it from the frickin' Tony Orlando version, which now I've been playing incessantly <laughs> because it really does sound like it. It does. It's so... Um, and that so, only came out in the UK as a single, by the way. Yeah. Not in the US, no. which is interesting. It's not I even on the greatest it. hits. No. Yeah. You talking about you. You said if I fell was also really good. Yeah, if I fell, talking about you, and and the Anna also. That's the other one that just just great stuff. Absolutely great stuff. Those I, tracks, I also love out of the talking bits, the one where George comes in and you could tell he's almost fed up with the Beatlemania thing already. Already, yeah. Yes. He comes in, he says, and yeah. "We're painting Buckingham Palace." Yeah, if that's a, if that's any significance. But, it, but if you look at, but <laughs> if you it's also because they're you know, oh well, John and, to John and John Paul. and Paul. John oh, and Paul, you're, you're written, and he goes, well, "Ringo and I am painting, painting Buckingham but, but, Palace." But if you listen to that, green with on an, on another that's great. another level, he is looking. You know, he, he's realizing that John and Paul get more and more attention. Absolutely. Yes. And he's throwing this joke out there, which yeah. is a very which funny is joke. very yeah. funny, but it's but very telling. It's, you're right. It's, and it's, it's also great and, that and when John and Paul don't react negatively right. to it. Like, they, or, or they when, laugh. I yeah. thought it was very interesting when Paul says, well, someone's got to run, be yeah, well, the brains behind the business. Well, he says that when, yeah. when he, when he said, talks about the, we heard you're writing a musical. Yes. He, well, I'm I'm doing it, and Paul's, you know, yeah. and Paul, I'm the brains. Yeah. And then, what? That's yeah, the that, yeah. But also, George comes in at one point. And he says, and Ringo says to George, Georgie, talk. And he says, am I permitted? Yeah. And you're like, wow. Even then, right. you know, you could tell. And it was like, George is going to go quit the band in a few years. But they were, but they were still <laughs> they were still at this point, though. Oh, no. They're very fun. Well, yeah. Very fun. Innocent. And, and they're also still very clearly acknowledging John Lennon as the leader of the group. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, in you all know. The, and not necessarily well, on this, but it. in all the interviews. George's you know. first song is what? Don't Bother, Don't bother Me. me. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. According right. to this album, right. not yet. Well, right. I, I got a couple of more songs. I didn't finish up no. mine because we jumped around. I'm like talking you. about you, which um, you always are. which I think is a great version. It also sounds much cleaner than the version that totally. was floating around. And I love when he goes into the guitar right. solo. Whatever that, whoever makes that noise, of, oh, 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 there's yeah. like a 
There's and, like a little vocal and also you, tick. Ejaculation. <laughs> oh my god. He also, it's if you listen to it closely, you see where Paul got his bass line from. Oh, I forgot to mention uh, that. I saw her standing it's there. It's so clear. It's like, it's wow, great. Paul was listening to Chuck Berry that day. Yeah, so I thought that was fun to. To hear a very clean version, I like Beautiful Dreamer, but for different reasons. Different reason, historical Just because reason. it's it's to me a song you never would expect the Beatles to do, in yeah. a certain way. It's not the first song you pick, Beautiful Dreamer. Well, yeah. well, they do it the, again, the fast version. If they would have come in right. and done Beautiful right, Dreamer, right, right, you're right. I would have been like, Bleh. right. Yeah, but you know, I hate to say, you could just as easily have seen Paul saying. Oh, you know, fellas, until that was you, you know, the song from uh, The Music Man, I really want to do that one. You could just easily have seen Paul walking going, beautiful dreamer. I think they would have left that <laughs> off and put on the night before. Uh, you never know. That would have been nice. It and uh, you know what? <laughs> I, I like, it's not a real song in the sense, but it is in a way, uh, Happy Birthday Saturday Club. Yes. It's oh, yeah, nice they that do they that. do a Happy Birthday, happy birthday song to to in, in, in many ways. And uh, one more thing, and... The, of course. The song, She Loves You, they've never really done a bad version live nope. of this. Nope. And this, they really... This actually kicks. The, the drums are on a roar, on a rampage on this version. I really was impressed with Ringo's but, drumming on okay, it. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that. Let's uh, talk about Ringo's drumming for one second. Okay. The version of Lucille here, he's so off it's not even funny. I, you know what? When you told me that, I was listening, I'm like... I know you're a drummer and you notice these things first. How could you not? But I didn't he's think off. I, I thought he was off a little bit, not he's as like, much as you. You made it sound like there was like a one second delay on it, like he was listening on a delay system and then playing. When he first starts, it definitely sounds like it was like and then he goes it's off, and you're like, wait, it starts off so sloppy. I mean, maybe he just I don't know what was going on, but you know what? Other than the cool stinging guitar solo, they could have left that off too. That's just my opinion. And let's maybe let's just my quickly, opinion. Let's just quickly mention no, my opinion because and uh, the booklet is lovely. The booklet's great. It's the, great. It comes it comes with a booklet, a very very nice booklet. I think the package is quite beautiful. And they match honestly. They did the first great, one. Yep. Yeah. Same. If same you, everything. Yeah. It, black and white. Yeah. Uh, instead of the sepia tone, but the same everything. The booklet is awesome. The booklet the is. Picture. I mean, it, you know, they, it, uh, they made it uniform. It IDs. I love it. Where every Beatle recording. Well, that's the, where of, Kevin Howlett comes in. Came from. Yeah. And Thank it, you, and Kevin. it tells you what they're covering when it's a cover what song. Session, it tells you what, what they're day. covering. Yep. And who and did it And it does originally. say on, um, you know, some of the it's like for. The Devil in Her Heart, you know, this was on the EP or not. You know, right. Uh, Baby It's You or I'll Follow This On. This was on the EP of. So, you know, it's, I think it's also, we, greatly we, we, sh- we should mention uh, a certain left-handed bass player wrote uh, the l- very nice liner notes, actually. very. It's an introduction. It's not, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I, I just love the nice. ending. It goes, when I listen to the BBC recordings, there's a lot of energy. I think spirit and energy, those are the main words I used to describe them. We're going for it, not holding back at all, trying to put in the best performance of our lifetime. By the way, of course, we were brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, they always yeah, said they were, they were the best effing band Let's around. not forget that. Yeah. I always say to people, not a bad little band. <laughs> you bet. Is, and you I, wonder you something bet. they weren't. And he, yep. and, you know, not many people can write that and get away with it, but you know, Paul McCartney Paul, can. Paul friggin' McCartney. He is can. Paul friggin' McCartney. Yeah, well, yeah. Even, in, even in the, was there, there was a recent interview where he makes that joke where he's, yes. not, he's like, you know, and then I stop and go, wait a minute. 
I'm Paul friggin' McCartney. Yeah. Like it's, it's. But I love what he says. We were on a bad little no. bay. You know, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and we all right, so the last thing I want to bring up. Rockers, we're all right. The last thing I want to mention is the music delivery system, and and I don't want to get too much into this, but the first album sold a million in its first week. This one sold 37,000 in its first week. It's quite a variation. Quite. I don't care about music delivery system or not. Was that an LP slash CD or was that like total downloads and everything? No. Well, that was total downloads, everything. Really? Yeah. And 37,000 stinks. And it it debuted at number seven, which is great for the Beatles. Right. But think about it. The industry stinks. The industry stinks. Right. It's It's not that. Understood. Right. All right. But the Beatles the second, still had a, num- a top ten album. In absolutely, 2013. that's great. With yeah. thirty seven thousand sold, though, that's right. And and the first Scary. one sold nine thousand its first week and was number thirty four or something. So okay, great. They had two albums in the top forty. A big achievement for a band broken up forty three years at the time of this. But the thing is, though, there's more than thirty seven thousand people that should have bought this. And I'm starting to get a little nervous well, that also, maybe they're not becoming as relevant as we want anymore. I bought 36,000 copies myself. I, 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 I also think thousand. at the time of this recording, it's a uh, holiday season. and I Maybe think, it'll pick up. I think uh, this will maybe be like Beatles 1. And there's but it that did anniversary. Quickly, though. And there's that anniversary coming right. down the road, But, it, too, but in the like. second week, it went to like 27. In the third week, it went down to 120 or something. So but you that's know what? the way, the, you know, for some, an artist not, like a Beatles. No. No. Yes. I'm Sorry, it's the freaking Beatles. It's no still, matter what you think, it's the Beatles. And I think the lack of promotion has a lot to do yeah, with it. Yeah, but did Yellow Submarine song track do well? Did Let It Be Naked do well the way we would think it would Much be? Much more than 30. I mean, Paul McCartney's new album sold 71,000 in its first week. It's also a new copy. But <laughs> These, this is new stuff, but, too. But you got, I think part of it, for the mainstream person, it's new. But for us, we we know about this stuff for years. So, you know, But we're buying right. it anyway because exactly. we're fans. Right, right we're right. fans. So. so. Just something to think about. And at this point of shows like this, we always uh, like to give a rating for the because record itself. And so uh, live the, on air, I should say on air, live yeah, the BBC if, if, I think it's People rated, are going to go to the store and go, I don't see it. <laughs> I think it's rated G for all audiences. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. you in the U.S. X, Thank you. Extra stupid. Thank you. I anyway. appreciate it. So, Mitchell, give us uh, your rating. Wow. Per se. How do you rate a Beatle album less than a 10? That's a good point. But right. I'm going to do it. Ooh. I'm, I'm going to do it. We've rated Beatle albums less than yes, 10. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. I know. I so. know we have. Darn. Because BBC One is a 10 to me, 10 plus. 10 plus. I right. Mean, because if you can give it more, I would. This one is just not doing it as much for me. I love it. And I put it in the CD player in my car, and I love it. And I listen, and I listen, and I love it. But I'm going to give it a nine. The pop profiles, for me, take it down that notch. Because when you listen to the pop profiles once, you're not going to listen again. You're not, unless you're in the car and you just can't reach the (laughs) CD player and you have to listen to it. They're very interesting, but it's interesting once. And that's fine. After you've heard it again, I, I know what Paul's going to say. So, you know, uh, but there's always something in a song that I miss, a drum beat, a bass beat, a, uh, or something that I love in an actual song. And the little audio bits in between the songs are that, little audio bits, 10 seconds, 20 seconds. They're not eight minutes. So because of that, I'm going to give it a nine. Other than that, sonically, it's beautiful. It's the Beatles. It's the freaking Beatles, you know, Beatles White Album. Yeah, right. That whole quote. But it is the Beatles, and it's really, really good, and I'm really happy that we got something after 19 years. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get more, but 
That's my own opinion. I, I disagree, but... Um, That's okay, but I'm giving it a nine. Anthony, what, what do you think? Wow, it's tough. It is tough, right? Well, you know, I have to look at it, I guess, as if I took all the Beatle records, seriously, and I stacked them up, and I, I broke them up into, all right, these are the tens. Yeah. These are the 9.5s. Nine. These are the 9s. These are the 8.5s. There's not the many below 8.5s. No, not they? really. But I'd, I'd probably give this an 8.5 to a 9. It's okay. really hard to... I'd want to go at 8.5, but I feel like the more I listen to it, it's going to go to a 9. And that's fine. Uh, it, I think that's it, where It does I'm grow at. on you. It grows on it you, grew on I me think. from the minute one, yeah. And I have to unlearn things. You know, I have to forget that I know all of the BBC that's material. That's the problem that, here. That is a... I, I have that's to an forget issue. that... That is I'm, something that overhangs this project. Absolutely. I, and I always have will. I forget that now, I... Not the first one. You know, no. I've heard all this material, and, I, and I'm kind of judging a... So what I have to jump to is, you know what, if, if someone among the collectors had put this as a collection together of their favorite BBC stuff and said, hey, Tony, give this a listen. I went to all the BBC box sets that are out in bootleg world and put together this two-disc set of fun stuff, I'd be like, oh, that's great. That's pretty cool as a yeah. partner to, you know, and maybe it would be, you know, it would be a nine, you know. And, right. and so am I misjudging Apple because this is their, you know, version? I don't know. You well, know, like we just so said, the, eight and a half to nine. The thing yeah. is, when the first one came out, even though the Great Dane box set came out a year earlier, yeah, it was still like it was holy still crap. the first one was still blow you away, blow your I mind. I mean, j- I mean, literally like the old Maxell commercial where the guy's hair is going back in the but, chair. But also yeah. the the thing about the Great Dane thing, one of the things that bothered me, and I know why they did it, because that's the only versions they'd have. There, there was a couple of tracks where it started out like. Uh, good, and then they didn't have the middle part, so they grabbed some other bootleg and they made an edit there. Well, and then they, they tried. Yeah, they and, tried. And they tried to make the most complete they could. Right, and and sonically, it's not great. That's not something Apple would do. No, because that's you know oh. you got to think of the mainstream. Right, but so, so but, but I'm saying the first one, we didn't judge it on based on anything else like the Great Dane that's box. That's true. That's but true. after 19 years, and, or the purple chick box. You know, no, no, but that's or later. the yellow Much dog later. box. What I'm yellow saying, dog or box. unsurpassed right, broadcast. Well, right. here we go. And now, in the year this came out, now we're talking about 19 more years of having stuff out. So now we're judging this yes. against yeah. that. And, and yeah. it's unfair. No, it's unfair. That's why I'm saying I've, I've got to say eight and a half provisionally a nine. Right. I, I, it's a real fine, fine, fine set. It's, I, I give it a nine I'm with yeah. a strong nine. The problem I have. So, hell, let's just universalize the damn thing and say it's a, it's it's a nine. nine for all of us. To, yeah. to me, I, I agree with what Mitch said about the pop profiles. I like the fact that they're... It, it's a, a, Significant a, historically. A, a, yeah, and there's a, a maturity in the interview, which I think is, is I like always them. great I like to see. Much, but yeah. they're not on the box sets. No, these they're pop not. Profiles. You're absolutely right. So, these are new to us. Yeah, so, so these are cool. Uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. They come out other places, but not on yeah. not on the box set. Yeah. We should say the, the bootleg. Yeah. So to me, I like the way this was presented. Uh, I, the booklet is fantastic. Some of these pictures are we've never seen before. And and I, don't, I, I think, think some not, of the pictures are different than in the Howlett book too. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Which, I don't so, think some not of them are in. Yeah, not and you can find here. it at a decent price too. It's yeah, not, it's, it's not, not expensive. An yeah, it's set. not. It's not. And like, we should say that right. if you bought it at Best Buy in the U.S., you can get the five art cards that are with it. Yeah, the, which they are pretty cool. Nice. If you look at the Beatles.com website, the UK, right? Beatles.co.uk, they're offering these lithographs packages of lithographs as well and the lithograph they give you 
of the black and white pictures is basically the art cards in America. The, there are five art cards, right. which basically make up the lithograph right. that you get in the UK. So uh, the art cards are kind of fun to have, too. And, and they're not really charging much more. No. So but, it's, it's fine. But to me, my, the thing that, and I mentioned it before, I think the part they missed was they could have gone back for all four discs and restructured all four and do it that way. And actually, you know what? If you were to put the pop profile on one disc each, mm. it probably spreads it out a, a little Maybe. better. Um, but also, I like the fact that we get songs that they really didn't perform live on here, which is kind of interesting that they actually would do them live because you got to learn. You know, practicing a song takes time. But then you know, again, their catalog wasn't that big. Right, right. But still, you know, the, so you know there's had, a place they really didn't do live. But and, it was fresh. It's yeah. not like they're going back in the year 1970 and going on the BBC and right, playing right, I'll Get You. Right. They, at the time, I'll Get You was fresh to them because they, they just they, recorded it or they just did it and they were thinking about recording it. Yeah, Ask Me Why was done at the Star Club and Absolutely. stuff like sure. that. So, that stuff was that you could do by muscle memory. Ask right. Me Why, I forgot to say, that's that's always been one of my favorite Beatles songs and it just it's still one on, on this one. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, liked, I just think it's such a... Uh, I, I, I think it's such a great moody song. And it has an offbeat. I, 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 it has is, that that, that offbeat so that only comes from John Lennon. Yeah, 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 yeah that so. that offbeat. So, that's why the Beatles are the Beatles. You bet. I hate to so say I, it. So to I me, I, I love this. You know, I love the fact that I'm talking about you as is, is, is on here. And, I like when you talk about me too. Yeah, and and you know what? It's very enjoyable. If I wasn't a hardcore fan, if you guys weren't a hardcore fan, I think we'd actually enjoy this even more. Maybe. Actually I think we're do. being unfair because yeah. we're we, geeks. I mean, yeah. I so it. I think a nine is very easy to do. Ten if you maybe include a couple of more songs, but I can make it a ten in a couple of weeks too, depending on how how I'm feeling. But I'll go with a nine right now. And uh, but highly recommended. Highly recommended. You know, this is if you, if you have the bootlegs, you still have to get this. And if you have a five disc changer and you put live at the BBC and then on air those four discs in and you just do random, you will not go wrong. No, especially when now that everything's been fixed and the overlapping. Because I love hitting random on my CD player and was very upset about the first, uh, well, the first collection. And we'll get to that. Yeah, that's another show. The one thing I will say is that a joke on this would have been, uh, because they made the error on the first one where they put top, I would have loved if they just got the in-joke and somewhere on here put like Long Tall Sally bottom or bottom <laughs> Long Tall Sally just to show that they have a sense of humor just like the Beatles. But they didn't do it. Well, they actually fixed that on They did, but I would have really enjoyed it and someone would have gotten the joke. I, well, we would have gotten we, it. If we would have said bottom devil in her heart, we would have been like, <laughs> I, you know what, Apple? I love you because that yeah. would have been really cool. But that's all right. If just our friends around. at Apple are listening, make please, it. You know what? Please Revise don't wait. it. <laughs> make <laughs> it bottom if I fell. Please don't <laughs> wait another 19 years to put out uh, volume right. three. There may not be enough for volume There is enough because we've mentioned some of the songs that- uh, they yeah, could have but included. that's a, a single disc. Maybe if it's a single disc, we're All fine. Right. You know, we're fine with that. Anyway, that just about does it for our look at On Air, Live at the BBC Volume 2. We've all given it a nine. And today, I've been your moderator. I am Rob Leonard. And joining me as always is Anthony Trigordo. That's me. <laughs> and I'm out of here. And uh, <laughs> What was that? 
That's me. That's you, me. I'm out of here. Out of here. It, it was Jimmy Durante? I don't know. That's going to be it's, my new calling card. I'm trying to come up with, it's like, what's the cartoon where the guy tries to come up with a, is it a family guy? Where I want to come up with a thing. A theme song. He has a theme know. song playing. That's me. I'm out of here. That'll be, I don't okay. know. Okay. I don't anyway, think it, works, though. it doesn't. No, it sucks. And uh, who's the other guy next to you? That's a me. <laughs> That's a me. <laughs> and I'm a still here. And I'm a still here. Mitch well, is all I of a sudden. Shut up, you fan. He's, he's all of a sudden Italian now. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but he's from Long Island. It's all the hey, same. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? And then joining me today also is Mitch Axelrod. Take care, folks. I'm not Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Boy, boy. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All. Can we do one thing first to get it out of the way? Uh, Certainly, Mitchell. Uh, Dance naked. <laughs> Dance naked. Sorry. You read my mind. I figured it. Let's go. Let's no. go. Thank God it's radio. <laughs> Thank um, God. No, I mean, I'm And let's sing My Melody of Love by Bobby Vinton while we do it. Moya droga ya chico. My melody of love. Sorry. Oi. Oi. <laughs> And that was Melody Alive. <laughs> right <by> here. <laughs> and a one, and a two, and a three. No.